Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Alan Bright and I serve on the project Elijah of Mesopotamia. I want to tell you about um, our very first miracle that we had. Helen Bright and her husband James had just launched to their first mission project, but due to difficulty in obtaining official visas, they had to enter a neighboring country first. Because they needed to wait for four months for the application process to work its way through the government channels, they were instructed to find a teacher and spend the time learning the language of their people group. We were there three weeks and I said to James, we have to start with the language learning because in the three weeks we've asked everybody we've seen next to the road, do you know any people of our people group? the local folk would look at Ellen and James strangely because they didn't know any people from that country. Well, we kept on asking, but we really need to do language. Can you help us? Still, they would respond, we don't know anyone who speaks that language. Eventually, from the office, we got a telephone number and just an address. It just said, behind the sweet shop. Or dessert shop. This, this is all we had. We had a number and behind the sweet shop. This was our directions. So on this directions in the morning we said okay today will be the day that we find a language tutor. So we kneeled the morning. It was early morning around about seven. We kneeled and we prayed and we asked God to just please give us a language tutor because this is what we are supposed to do and this is why we are here. They finished praying, got up and flagged down a taxi. And we said, we want to go to this sweet shop. Please take us. So the driver went all the way to the sweet shop. And you must remember this is a different country so they don't really understand what you're saying and you don't understand anything because we, we were just there for three weeks. Ellen and James had no idea what to expect. Would it be the confectionery shop they were seeking, or just a random one? Would they find their language tutor? So we got out of the taxi and we, we went to the sweet shop. And the instruction was that this place that we are looking for, where we can find a tutor, was behind the sweet shop. So we walked up a very steep hill. Just to find that there were not even a building. There was nothing. So we were quite disappointed because we couldn't see anyone. So the Brights decided to call the phone number they had been given. We called the number. Somebody answered on the other side. Hello, man al-mutahaddith. And they said in a different language that we couldn't understand. We don't know what they said. Did they say hello? We didn't say, we didn't know what they were saying because we didn't understand anything. So the person on the other side was more frustrated than us, and he just put the phone down. 
So we tried again. We called back again and we said, please, can you help us, please? And we saw two young men on the side of the road in a car. And we went to them and we said, we, we didn't speak to them. We just had hand signals and explained to them. We don't know what these people are saying. And we actually gave the phone to them and said, please hear what these people are saying. So they listened to them, had a long conversation and eventually they said goodbye. And we looked at them and we said, okay, what now? And then they said, no, just go up this road to another building. That's the place you are looking for. So we took our phone, we went up the hill to this other building. And as we were walking up this big hill, this vehicle came from the side and it was this tinted windows driving slowly next to us. Assalamu alaikum. And the driver said, get in. So we didn't ask any questions, we just got in. And we were really relieved to see that it was actually the two young guys that just gave us the directions. So we went on a, a joy ride with them for about 15 minutes up and down not knowing where we're going because we couldn't talk to them. They were just smiling at us and we were smiling back and that was the extent of our conversation. And then they stopped at this place and they said, okay, this is where you need to be. So we got out. But the building was empty. It was an empty building, so the young people left. We were at an empty building. We walked around it about three times. It felt like we were walking around Jericho. Because all the doors were closed and locked and we couldn't see anyone. And then eventually at the basement, we saw one small door. We went in there and this very friendly lady come to us came to us, but we couldn't hear anything she said. We couldn't understand her. So we ex again with hand signals gave her the phone and showed her the number. So she phoned the number, she spoke to this person and she got another number, which she wrote down in her language and it's different from English. So we had to take Google Translate, translate the number to English to be able to phone this number. It was such a difficult day. And then um, we eventually found this number and the people directed us to a mall. By this time, it was already afternoon. The Brights were exhausted from walking up and down the hills. So they got into a taxi to travel to the mall. This is a big city. So we had to go. It took us about 45 minutes just to get to this big mall. And then we had to find this office they were looking about in this huge four-story mall. So eventually we found this office just as they were about to close. The last person that came out looked at us and he could speak English. So we were so happy. And he said, how can I help you? And we said, we really need to get hold of this person. We only have this number, but we really need to speak to this person. So he phoned somebody and then he phoned somebody else. And he said, okay, follow me. So they followed him. All the way down to the basement, through a parking lot, through some very scary dark alleys, 
all the way to the back of this building and he directed us to this big house. We got there and inside we found the person we were looking for. It was an association that could help us with language. So we had to go through this whole day of trusting God to get to this person. And it was a real miracle because um, this person was our tutor and we can just see the miracles that happened. She actually introduced us to her family that lives in our country and we were able to immediately make friends and connect to networks that was impossible. We could have never done it by ourselves if, if it was not for her because we did language learning for, for, for two months and we became really good friends. And it opened so many doors and it was really a miracle that God actually used us and by not, by not being scared to get into a car, a scary car with tinted windows, he actually, and trusting him, that he said he will show us where to go. It had really opened all the doors that we needed to open. And until today, we can see the miracle that he did for us. Right in the beginning, and we were babies in mission, we didn't know what we were doing. And still, God came through for us, he was there. And he gave us our first miracle within the first three weeks of being in the mission field. This experience gave them hope and assurance in their journey that God is there and that he will always be there. Miracles still happen today. And if we stay faithful and we pray and we trust God, he will keep on sending us miracles. And hopefully we can keep on sharing them with you. If anyone of you want to hear about more stories, you're welcome to phone the office. They are more than willing to share stories with you. That's right. If you're looking for more stories about the hope that missionaries share with the unreached, call 1-800-937-4236. And for a small donation, we will send you a USB card filled with over 50 stories, miracles and all. That's 800-937-4236. And if you want to join it and have your own miracles in the field, um, be a missionary yourself. God is waiting for you to answer the call so that you can be a missionary and have your own miracles and tell people about it. A greater miracle still is a changed life filled with the sweet message of Jesus. And you can be the one who shares this good news to people groups like the Elijah that the Brights are reaching. Just call 800-937-4236 and ask for more information. Or log in to afmonline.org and fill out a missionary interest form today. That's afmonline.org. And if you are a faithful donor, we have so many. And if you're not a donor yet and you're considering it, God can help you too and give you miracles too, even if you're not in the field. So So pick up that phone and dial 800-937-4236 or visit afmonline.org and donate to the Elijah Project today. Or choose another mission project. See how God can use you to perform a miracle in the life of someone who needs Jesus, someone who will never hear the incredible news of salvation, unless you tell them. All you have to do is trust Him, trust Him with your donations, trust Him with your prayers. Um, We really need prayer warriors, and if He puts that on your heart to do, don't wait to answer the call. Just do it, because God is just waiting for you to answer that call. Praise God He guided the Brights through all their difficulties and is still guiding them today. 
For the remaining minutes of today's show, listen in as Ellen Bright shares how she and her husband were called into foreign mission service. We were called to be medical missionaries, strangely enough. Um, Just after I got baptized, I'm a very new Seventh-day Adventist. I haven't been an Adventist for long. And just after baptism, God said, I must become a medical missionary. I have no medical background. So I said, okay, this is new, but I'm willing to do it because the baptism was new to me. Adventism was new. So I said, oh, this is just another new thing. I can do this too. So I said, okay, God called us and um, we applied. I just felt that in the church, I came into church as a new Adventist and nobody was doing any mission work. Nobody was reaching out to unreached people. And I asked everyone, why aren't you telling other people about this wonderful message? And (laughs) I think I stepped on a few toes because I was really on fire for the Lord. And I said, you have this message and you're not doing anything about it. And I just became more frustrated about the system and people not telling other people about this wonderful news that they have. And I just wanted to save everybody. So we went to orientation and six months later we were in training and the rest is history. We are here. So if God wants you to do something, you will put it on your heart in such a way, in such a strong way that you cannot deny it. And you might step on some people's toes, but it's okay. As long as God knows um, what you want to do. And if you, if your, your heart is for mission, you will make the way for journey with God has really been like a roller coaster. I think that's the way it is in mission, is it's always a roller coaster. There's never a dull moment. And God always has much bigger plans than what we have. And if we trust Him in that, He will just open the, the way for us. If we are willing to trust Him in whatever He wants to do with us, I think it's such a blessing. And I just want to share that with everyone. Just trust God and He will bless you. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.